Welcome to Vision Drip, a podcast designed to give you a steady drip of our vision, mission, and DNA to establish and refine the gospel culture at Sacred City Church. I'm your host, Pastor Sam Schmidt, church planter and pastor of Sacred City Church in Moline, Illinois. I am so excited to have you with me as I hope this podcast helps to equip you as a disciple of Jesus in the everyday rhythms of life as we set out to make disciples, plant churches, and renew the city. Not only do I hope that this podcast helps you grow, but it would grow your affections for Jesus. So let's dive into this episode of Sacred City Vision Drill. think we've done it folks i think we have finally it's safe to say we have arrived in the season of fall can you believe it we had some great great weeks of weather here these last few weeks unbelievable even walking around outside shorts and t-shirts flip-flops it was it was so nice and school they tell you that there's four seasons but but if you live in the midwest that's purely fantasy because we i think we actually have at least 12 i don't know if you've seen this meme uh about the seasons of the Midwest. Um, you got winter, you get full spring where it starts to get a little bit warmer, but you know for sure it's not spring yet. You know, that you're in for round two of winter and second winter hits. And then you think, okay, it's been long enough. We're talking, you know, late February, March. Um, we should be wrapping this up. And then weather starts to get nicer, a little bit nicer, and you enter this spring of deception. Okay. At this point, you're like packing away your winter coats, thinking, thinking, hey, we, we've turned a corner. It's starting to get nicer, thankfully. And then, boom, guess what happens? Third winter comes and you get snow up to your eyeballs. And, and it's, it's just a, a very depressing third winter. And then we go right out of that into actual, uh, you know, weather starts to change a little bit. You start to see the, the plants budding and, and blooming. And, well, we call that the pollening here because that's the time of year where everybody's got the sniffles and sneezes because they've got the whole, you know, seasonal allergies that's hit them right in the, in the shin. And, uh, you just can't keep your nose, you know, wiped dry enough. You got watering eyes, all that business. And then, and finally we enter into what is my favorite, uh, is actual spring where, you know, it's, it's still a little cool at night. It gets, it's like open the windows, uh, real nice, real nice time, actual spring. And then you hit summer and, uh, you know, that's a fun time. Kids are coming home from, from school for the summer. Although, you know, this year it's weird because kids have been home most of the time. Uh, but then, you know, you get a break from the schoolwork, you go to family vacations. And then before you know it, summer has, you know, it's like, it's taken some steroids and now you, you've entered hell's front porch where the heat becomes so unbearable that it's like the only reasonable thing to do is stay inside and stay next to an air conditioner drinking your iced teas and lemonades, just trying to keep your cool. You got that band, wet bandana around your neck, trying to just maintain some, you know, a normal body temperature there. And then we, we turn a corner finally, you know, you enter the, the, uh, the season of inferno and you enter into false faults, get cool a little bit, you know, um, you want to get out those cardigans and those sweaters. You're thinking about the scarf, you know, everybody, all those ladies, you're busting out your scarf collection. Uh, can't wait to flaunt those things. And then guess what? Second summer hits again where 
It's like back to the flip flops, back to the the shorts, the tank tops, and then and then finally actual fall, which is where I think we are right now. So, uh, you know, I wanted to talk a little bit about seasons today because I think one of the ways that we make sense of life and kind of um, co- make you know collect our thoughts and memories and just even um, you know like what do we do? We make sense of things through seasons. Um, it, it determines, you know, what kind of activities you're going to do, what kind of clothes you're going to wear. Um, you know, we're heading into the holiday season. Who's going to be around my dinner table? How much food do I have to get and prepare for, you know, the, the circus that's coming to town? It's just like seasons. We make sense. Even, even think of it in, in bigger picture as far as like, you know, the season of life where you're in college, you're, you're, you know, not yet married. You've got a lot of freedom. You're starting your career. Um, at that point, you know, you tell everybody how busy you are, but really, you know, if you're in college, you don't know what it's like to be busy yet. Um, and then you, you get married and, and, uh, you get the season of, you know, the newlywed season and, before you know it, kids are on the horizon and, you know, the season where you got the youngins wearing diapers, running around, you know, drawn with crayon on the wall, all that stuff. You, you, you got that season where it's like, um, what I call it, I, what I've, I've basically reduced it to is the season of like, you can't call them family vacations. You call them family trips because there ain't no such thing as a family vacation when you got young kids. It's just like, a new place to be stressed out and it's even more stressful because you're in an unfamiliar spot. Um, you know, so there, there's that season. There's a lot, a lot of great stuff that happens there. I'm not trying to, I love my kids. Um, but you know, what I'm talking about there. And then you can actually enter in the season where your kids are a little bit, little bit older and vacation actually becomes more fun. Um, I'm, I'm longing for that day. Uh, you know, and, and then through that, kids get in high school and you got events and stuff. So just like uh, that's where things kind of pick up as a family unit, busyness wise. And and so it's like these seasons of life where uh, and then, of course, you get your empty nester phase. But uh, I don't know what that's like yet. You get all these seasons and sort of like sheds light on what's going on in life and, and how you're going to you know spend your time and, and, you know, what you're doing, things like that. And uh, the, the church actually has its own seasons. There, there are actually several different seasons. And, um, at Sacred City, we, we specifically take time to note two of, of the seasons of the church calendar every year. There's the Lenten season that's leading up to Resurrection Sunday and, um, a season of, of mourning and of prayer and reflection of repentance. It's sort of, you kind of are confronted by your mortality. Um, and, and just, it seems like a, a dark season and the apex of the season of the darkness anyway is Good Friday and um, just realizing how we were so sinful that we had a, the sinless man put to death on a cross and and um, and then it finally the, the dark gives way to the dawn with Resurrection Sunday where where of course things change where Jesus can't stay dead the power of God raised him from the dead and and it starts this new uh, season in, in the church calendar of, of, you know, Sunday after Resurrection Sunday, leading up to Pentecost Sunday. Of course, that's where the Spirit, the Holy Spirit was given to the disciples of Jesus, um, the greatest gift. Um, and, and then w- what season we're in right now, or at least about to be in here this Sunday, is the season of Advent. And that is the season um, leading up to Christmas and and. and one of the misconceptions about Advent is just like a way to, you know, take back Christmas, put Jesus back into Christmas. But in reality, Advent has been part of the church calendar for a long, long, longer than Christmas has been commercialized and consumerized. 
um, Advent has been part of the church calendar, and it's the season. The word Advent um, comes from the word Adventus, which means arrival. Um, and, and the season of Advent, of course, is, is looking forward to the advent or the arrival of Jesus, um, the babe born in Bethlehem, laid in a manger, um, the Savior of the world, the Messiah, the Prince of Peace, all the stuff that, that you know, you think of the nativity, that's what we're looking for. The arrival of Jesus has come, and of course, the angels are announcing the shepherds, and the, the wise men make their way to see Jesus and, and uh, give gifts to this newborn king. And, and so we're, we're in the season where we're thinking of that, um, and for us, we, we look back, because we see in Jesus and his arrival that... Uh, a lot of the promises of God are fulfilled in, in just him setting foot, right? The promise that that um, David would have an everlasting kingdom, well, here is the heir of that kingdom. Um, and, and so we look back and recognize the faithfulness of God um, throughout the generations, going way back, way, way, way back, all the way back to um, Abraham and even to Adam and Eve, where he promised that um, though the, the, uh, the serpent had messed up a lot of things in God's creation in the Garden of Eden, that one day there would be a snake crusher. And so here we see the arrival of that snake crusher. Um, and so we, we look back in that regard, but we also are are sitting in the midst of the already not yet. Um, the, the season where, well, this is really what it means to be a Christian, is that we live in the already acknowledgement of the kingdom of heaven, that when Jesus announced the arrival of the kingdom that is here, it's now, um, we've been talking about this through our s- sermons on Sunday mornings, um, in, in the fact that Jesus is announcing the already reality of the kingdom of heaven, that it's here and now. It's not just something that's coming down the pike at a future date. Um, but we we don't experience the fullness of the kingdom right now because we, we're sort of these we're dual citizens um, where we live in the kingdom of the earth, but we belong to the kingdom of heaven. Um, and, and so the same is true with Advent as far as, and, and one day, you know, there will be this, the new heavens, new earth will come and the, and the kingdom of heaven will be here in its fullness. So we say the kingdom of heaven is already here, but it's not yet here in its fullness. Well, Advent is kind of acknowledging the same reality that Jesus has already come. He's begun the king, the, the inaugurated the kingdom of, of heaven, but it has not yet been consummated. It's not here in its fullness yet. And so while we look back to the arrival of Jesus, we also look forward to a second coming when he will make all things right is what he promises. That's a promise of, of revelation that all of everything that's, um, evil and wrong and broken and sad will come untrue and, and goodness and beauty and truth will prevail. And we will have this beautiful new heavens, new earth to enjoy, um, Jesus for eternity, uh, with our brothers and sisters in the faith. Um, and so Advent kind of put, puts us in this weird spot of, of looking back and looking forward and, and, and really just preparing our hearts, um, to receive this King. And one of the things that I love about Advent, um, is just, the opportunity that we have to go and uh, go back and sing some of the songs that have been been sung for hundreds of years. Um, Literally, some of the best hymns that have ever been written are Christmas hymns. And so for the next four weeks um, on Sunday, we'll be we'll be singing Christmas hymns. We'll be we'll have an an Advent reading to sort of help prepare us. Um, And so it's just one of those things that we take the season, we leverage it to have our hearts set on Jesus. Now, with with Advent, you know, the Christmas season, living in a consumeristic world, there's all kinds of distractions. Like you're you've probably I've already been building mine for like, you know, the last two months, like my Christmas list, Uh, you know, just kind of get swept up and. 
you know, what do I want for Christmas? What am I going to get my kids? You know, where are we going to be? What's this going to look like this year? You know, COVID stuff, we travel, we not travel. What's that look like? You know, so we, it's easy for us to get swept up into uh, just the, the logistics of it and, and the, the, the buzz of, of what um, Christmas has become to a consumeristic world. And what we want to do is really just say, all right, we're, we're not going to play that game. We're not going to, we're not going to catch the hype. We're not going to just, you know, be swept into this, uh, this consumeristic mentality. What we're going to do is we're going to be intentional with our time. We're going to prioritize family. We're going to, um, if, if we don't do it already, make, make a habit of devotions and, uh, whether that's, you know, family worship as sitting around the table and, uh, reading a, a passage of scripture, whether that, uh, you know, an old Testament promise, um, into a, uh, how that's fulfilled in the new Testament and Christ and singing some Christmas hymns. Whoop, there goes an ambulance, um, singing those Christmas hymns and just making a practice, a habit out of family worship. It's a great time. So, uh, I don't know if you've seen it on realm, but Ben, um, who's a deacon of administration over in Davenport posted a post that gets, um, you know, Every year we put this basically the same thing out. But how can we celebrate Advent as a family? And and in this post, there's a lot of great ideas, a lot of great things. I just want to take a little bit of time to highlight a couple of things. So, um, really one of the one of the ways to lean into this is just you know making our family devotion time, family whether it's bedtime stories or at the dinner table before or after dinner, um, and and really leaning into Advent. And so there's a couple of really great resources. Um, for for making the most out of Advent, one of the, if you've got young kids, one of the things that we have done is um, the Jesus Storybook Bible has an Advent guide. It's online. It's free if you just Google it. Um, it takes the Jesus Storybook Bible, which if you don't have it yet, I would highly recommend getting. It's our favorite Bible in our household. Um, and yeah, I was just the other last night we were reading. I don't know if it was from from that one or maybe a different Bible. I was just like struck. Sometimes those kids Bibles put things in a way like, Hey, I've never thought about that. And that actually is really compelling and it's stirring my heart with worship. So I love, that's one of the reasons why I love kids Bibles. Um, but Jesus Storybook Bible has an Advent devotional. Um, you can do like an ad, little Advent calendar, um, ornament kit. It's really cool. So that, that's a really good option. Um, there's another one. And then we have got a couple of these in the bookstore. So if you need, are looking for one on Sunday, um, there, one that we have not yet introduced to our family, but I've heard a lot of really good things about is the wonder of the greatest gift. It's a huge interactive pop-up style um, book. The kids love it. Um, really cool um, from what I hear. Um, so that there's that. I think that we'll have that for sale at the bookstore. And then one that we've used as a family is Prepare Him Room. Um, this one's probably for a little bit older kids, but, but also just good for, um, you know, it, personal devotions. Love it. Um, and so you can get all those on Amazon. Uh, I think we, I know for sure we have Jesus Storybook Bible and um, The Wonder of the Greatest Gift at our house or at, at the bookstore. You can grab those on Sunday morning when we worship. Um, and then there's some other devotionals that you might want to look into for yourself. Um, Paul Tripp has one that's, Oh, come let us adore him. Uh, and of course, there's a bunch of other, other ones. You can find them um, by great guys. So um, grab a, go to Amazon right now. You get two day delivery or, I mean, you can go to the, the religious supply store. They probably have a bunch. Um, but, uh, get some advent calendars or, or the, the, uh, advent wreath and start lighting those candles and, and teaching your kids some, um, some, uh, Christmas hymns. 
because really some of the best hymns are Christmas hymns. They're so d- dense theologically. So, uh, and then of course start cranking that music. Um, I don't know. Maybe you've got Maybe your conscience won't let you until after, after, um, you know, Thanksgiving, which is this Thursday, but, um, all kinds of cool music out there. Lauren Daigle, one of my favorites, Phil Wickham has some cool songs, uh, songs for Christmas. Um, sacred city music several years ago, uh, we we put together this album um, with a few few cool. It's called Veiled and Flesh. Also available at the bookstore. So all kinds of great music out there to get you in the spirit. Um, and so I just want to encourage you to lean into that the spirit the season of Advent. Now with that, this is going to relate less to the season of the church calendar um, and more to the season of of the dynamics that we see within our city where. As things start to cool down, as as you know, snow starts to fall, you know, um, I, I would imagine I would say that our city is pretty active. I mean, we, our neighborhood I've just blown, been blown away even in the last couple of weeks of how many people have been out and walking and and just doing stuff out of the parks and stuff. I would say that our our city is relatively active, um, which makes mission really easy if you think about it. Like you're in the same spot and you happen to see somebody a couple of times in a row, uh, you can just be like, hey you come here often and you start a conversation you get to know somebody. And before you know it, uh, you get a new, new name on your post-it post-it notes to, uh, to be on mission to. Um, and so it's really easy. It's a great season for mission. In fact, we kind of, we've tend to organize our, our, the rhythms of our church around this reality is that in the, in the spring, summer times, even in the fall, uh, more people are out doing stuff. Um, it's easy to be engaged with people in the city and do stuff outdoors and stuff. And this year with COVID, it's been pretty important to do outdoor things. Um, but as things start to become cooler and, um, you know, the, the weather less ideal, people start to migrate indoors and you start to see less of your neighbors unless you're just going out to grab, you know, on your way out to your car, or grab your mail or whatever. Um, and, and it's just kind of a normal part of the rhythms in, in our city, I guess, living in, mid, in the Midwest. Um, and so how we make sense of that or how we kind of like plan around that or just acknowledge the reality that that's a rhythm is we tend to say that, you know, these spring, summer, fall seasons are great for just being engaged on mission. Um, thinking, how do I cast a, a wide net? How do I build more relationships with people or who is it the Lord's put in my path to kind of engage and um, and be uh, on mission to, um, and how do I get involved with them? Um, you know, it's sort of kind of collecting relationships or, or, you know, you're dragging the net for these relationships. And then as people sort of hunker down, we, we take that opportunity to go deep. So if the spring, summer, fall is going wide and, and casting a wide net, um, in the wintertime, we tend to go deep and go in. And so taking those people who we've established a meaningful connection with and, and really pursuing them, um, and even thinking of it in terms of our missional community family. Um, so it's like our, typically with our missional community, um, our curriculum is typically like in those, those first three months where it. It's curriculum that we want to basically have like a zero depth entry that no matter where you're coming from, you're just jumping in on this, you can kind of track with this. Well, and then in the winter months, we start thinking a little bit more like, how do I disciple the people who are right here in the room? How do, how do we sort of press into some of these conversations? And, and of course, mission doesn't stop. And, and we're still looking for people to, to bless and to serve and to love and to, you know, um, tell them about Jesus. But it's just the opportunities become a lot less. And so instead of like trying to s- swim against the current, we want to swim with the current and, and just make the most of that. And so um, making, I, I want to put it down in front of you then, just 
thinking through the reality of, okay, things are dialing down, you know, dialing back a little bit. Who am I going to intentionally engage and disciple here in the next, you know, few months, depending on how many times, how many false springs we get? Um, who am I going to really invest in? Who am I going to spend my time um, discipling and pursuing and and really go deep with those relationships? And and I think you, if you're aware of it, you can probably even sense it. It's just the natural thing that happens in missional communities too. So um, that's part of this season that we're in right now. And I just encourage you to to be thinking through that. Who, who's in my life right now that I can and be going deep with? You know. Um, whether that's a discipleship relationship or somebody that I've been on mission to that I can be more intentional with and um, investing in that way. Now, so that that's that's part of like the missional season that we're in here. We're dialing back a little bit. Not not that we're dialing back. It's just the opportunities become a little bit less. Um, so that's going on. But here's the other thing that that uh, that affects the seasons um, with how gloomy it can be for for so long in the Midwest. Um, you know, we, we lack sunlight, uh, daylight saving time just kind of stinks, you know, um, and of course daylight just wanes, but what can happen really easily, it's really, really common actually is you get seasonal affective disorder. Um, basically you, you get a season where you're just sort of in this depressive state. And, and one of the reasons for it is you just lack, um, lacking sunlight. Um, vitamin D has this incredible power. It's like, um, you know, it's like some supernatural, and not really supernatural, but it's just got one of God's provisions to help us uh, kind of lean into our our best, uh, our maximum potential. And um, and when you don't get sunlight, it really affects you. And and you know, um, and people tend to kind of go insular here, um, and which is one of the reasons why. Whoop, one of the reasons why um, we want to think about going deep is because it, it's really easy to get isolated in, in the season where um, it's getting cold out and you're hunkering down. Um, but to really invest in those relationships where uh, you don't get isolated. And so um, to kind of combat that um, depressive tendency that people kind of work their way into, of course, nobody wants to get to that spot. Nobody wants to feel that way, but it just inevitably happens. And so um, I, I want to say as, as the days get shorter, you know, as um, you know, you're waking up, it's dark um, by dinner time, it's dark. It's just got a lot less sunlight. Um, it's easy to get into a funk. And so just um, one of the things that we have to be aware of is, is that tendency that we have. And so um, we need to, first of all, I, I would say, put yourself in God's word. Um, I think that's one of the easiest ways to combat. I mean, it's not going to be like a, a, a magical remedy where all this depression and sort of um, melancholy dissipates. But, but if we can ground ourselves in the truth and the reality of God's promises, um, then that goes a long way. And it helps us to kind of, it gives us some buoyancy where um, whatever, you know, whatever feelings and emotions that we're wrestling with can't necessarily keep us down because we, we realize that, that the promises of God are, are strong and, and sustain us and, and, and bring us through um, those seasons. And so it's good to look at, you know, guys like Job and, and get into some of the Psalms of lament and, and say, even, even when David was saying, you know, my, my, my soul does not seem engaged. Uh, it, it's not engaged with the Lord in a way that, that's, uh, you know, ex ex exhibiting life. 
he just has this command over his soul of, of bless the Lord, O my soul. And so let, let's lean into the, the promises of scripture and, and use that as a foundation for us um, and, and not, you know, let our feelings really drive uh, our whole outlook on life. Now, of course, part of the part of life is that we are emotional creatures. Um, and so how do we, how do we, um, navigate those? And, and God's word has a lot of, of, of insight and help for us, um, in that regard. Also pressing into community. Like I said before, we don't want to isolate. We want to press into community. Um, the more engaged we can stay, the, the less we get isolated and feel like we're on our own and, and those depressive tendencies, um, get combated a little bit. And so lean into community, lean into God's word. Um, and then let's just do some like really practical things. And, and I think this is one of the places where, um, we as Christians can, can think, okay, well, I just need to do really spiritual things all the time. And then that way my life will be okay. But we're actually embodied souls that, that we have a physical and spiritual nature to our being. Um, that's how God made us. And so, um, to neglect the physical reality of our, of our humanity is to, uh, will be a detriment to our spiritual health. And so a couple things that I would just recommend is, is get in an exercise regimen. Um, doesn't have to be, anything crazy, but, but for me, I, I CrossFit like three or four times a week. I make sure I get to the gym and, uh, you know, there's chemical, a chemical release that happens there. Those endorphins that get released that help combat, you know, the, the doldrums and, um, get you trending in, in the right direction. So whether that's running, whether that's doing some like high intensity interval training at home, body weight training, you know, like nowadays you can, you know, search something on YouTube and find some fitness guru that's going to tell you how to get jacked, whatever it's going to be, uh, just make a habit out of it and, and get that exercise in. The second thing I would say is take some vitamin D. Uh, our bodies were made to, to be exposed to sunlight. And well, when we, when we're in, in indoors working, uh, for the vast majority of the time where the sun's shining in the winter, it's hard to get that vitamin D and nobody likes to be under fluorescent light. So, um, take some of that vitamin D. It'll help your body out. It'll help, you know, I don't, I don't even know exactly what it does, but I tell you what, I've been taking vitamin D for several years and, uh, I can tell a difference, um, when I do and don't take it. Um, when I don't take it, I think I feel a little bit groggy, feel slow. I feel like, um, melancholy, especially if I go a couple days without taking it, melancholy kind of sits in, um, and so just a couple really practical things. And of course, drink water, um, just to take care of your body and to lean into the season. So, um, those are a couple of thoughts that I had in regards to the season that we're coming in. I am lo really looking forward to, um, spending time with you guys in the season of Advent, um, having those readings, singing those Christmas hymns. Um, I really love that. Um, the time is very special and, and I just want to encourage you to make the most of it with family. Go get a Christmas tree. If you haven't done that yet, um, do, do some fun. I know we've got a guy that lives a few blocks away from us that decks his, uh, yard out with all these Christmas inflatables, really fun to go check out. So, um, lots of really cool ways to celebrate and prepare your hearts for that, um, in the coming weeks. And also just, you know, think of those relationships. How do you go deep in this season as people tend to, you know, go, go insular here. And then of course, how do you, how do we just ha maintain good spiritual and emotional health, um, in the season where the days get shorter? So I hope some of that's helpful for you. Um, uh, I'd love to hear from you guys. What, what, what have you been liking so far about this podcast? What, um, sort of topics are you, uh, interested in? 
Uh, I got a couple ideas, whether that's um, sharing some of the stuff that I've been reading that I've been finding interesting, um, doing like Beyond a Sermon, um, which kind of last week sort of turned into that, talking through some of that stuff. Um, if you ever got questions about sermons or something like that, that here's a good place. Um, but I don't know what your questions are unless you ask them. So uh, feel free to shoot me an email, shoot me a text, uh, message on Realm, whatever it might be, get in contact with me. I just want to find ways to bless you and, and help uh, nurture your faith in Christ, uh, especially in the season as we head into the Advent season and, and fighting some of the, the doldrums and, and melancholy that comes with um, with the, the winter. So I love you guys. I'm praying for you. Um, I, I'm looking forward to seeing you. We will be back in-person gatherings this Sunday, uh, 10 a.m., uh, and live streaming what we can. We're, we're going to look into live streaming the music too, um, if, if possible, but uh, for sure the sermon will be live streamed. Uh, we're looking forward to being back in person. I hope you're all well. I will see you on Sunday at 10 a.m. God bless.